Hello and welcome back to another episode of Boys Gone Wild. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, it's chilly. It's bloody cold. It's cold. The, our house, I always, I'm never really ready for how cold this house is in winter. Mm. Uh, it's not legal um, how cold it is. It's, no. It, it's actually, you know, it, I, I think it's against this country's human rights. It's a human, it's just, uh, people say it's a human rights violation as yeah. a joke, but I think it's a genuine human rights violation, just how bad... There's this. something we're we're against code. I think yeah, it's something like the the glazing or the general yeah, insulation well it's, it's of the house. Yeah, energy efficiency I think is past acceptable yeah. levels. I remember mentioning that in an email to Nick, the landlord, yeah. two years Maybe ago. Two yeah. years ago, not bothered. Oh, nah. nah, not interested. Don't matter. No, I don't really know what he has been concerned. Because we always forget about it over summer. Because yeah. it's you know it's fine over summer, um, but then winter comes and it does feel. Like this house is sort of like being in a, a ship during a storm. It, it is for, for five months. Yeah, just <laughs> battening down the hatches, <laughs> yeah. trying to keep any sense. Of I mean, this this room is ridiculously cold. Oh, it's I'll, similar. I'll go to bed. So your room is freezing. Yeah, I think all the house is generally freezing. I think because of it's a bigger space, this is a bit bigger colder. space, and it's got the, all these windows. Well, mine's mine's a door that yeah. doesn't shut properly. Yeah, still. Yeah. So it's just pouring, So it's just essentially open all the time. <laughs> yeah. But then the living room's fucking freezing as well. Yeah. But the kitchen's almost the worst because there's these shutter windows. Yeah. They don't close properly. No. We're not living in Greece. No, we're not. We're living in London. Exactly. It's far, it's ridiculous design. Uh, I just always forget just how ridiculous it is. I've, I've actually struggled getting out of bed a lot just because it's so cold. I have to wait. Yeah. <laughs> well, you've just got to fucking get up and do yeah. it. That's the thing. Yeah. It makes me stay in bed an, an extra 15 minutes yeah. every time because you've just, but you've just got to roll out. It's, it isn't even that cold yet. We I know. That's what I'm thinking is I'm absolutely But we'll freezing. have the heating on when it gets that cold. Oh, I see. So, yeah. Part of it is because we haven't got the heating on. Still, yeah. But a lot of houses are generally this cold. I don't think we Really? Yeah. I know, really? I know other people who are like, my house is fucking ridiculous and I've been in some houses. I mean, even back at when I was living with mum, I remember it not being that that warm. I remember it being pretty cold, like not far off this, but that was when it was really cold. This is really? definitely a worse house, but there's a yeah, lot of bad is, houses out there. It isn't that cold out. Uh, what's, what, what temperature do you think it is? Take a, I take think a... I looked at it this morning. I think it's like six degrees. Six degrees. Okay, that's pretty chilly too. It's but 11 I, degrees right now. It's 11. It's 11 yeah, degrees is... right now, and it's going to hit like zero one. Yeah. That's going to be bloody mental. I suppose it shouldn't be this cold. No, it's <laughs> Yeah. It's fucking freezing. It's a fucking, especially when we, like, we work from home. Yeah. This is the period where we don't see our flatmate Taha for a no. long time. <laughs> yeah. Because he just, he just finds somewhere else to live. Yeah. Because it's absolutely freezing. Mm. But Smart I think the boy. problem with the efficient, because like a lot of houses get probably this cold, but the energy efficiency thing is when we turn the heating on, it just, just leaves. It just leaves. It yeah, just so goes there's out. no way to properly heat the house. No, really. no, yeah. it stays because the heating's meant to, you turn it on for a bit and it kind mm. of remains, but we just get heating for the hour or two mm. that it's on. Did, I, I saw someone post on the Instagram story and anyone who's anyone uh, is feeling a pang of existential dread, dread right now. I don't know why. Do you feel that? Yeah. Yeah, I felt something it more, in the air. Yeah, there's definitely something in the air. There's something bleak. I feel like in the we're air. we're now starting to say this more often. Yeah, I think we're just slowly dipping into a full-on mental breakdown <laughs> because the amount of times we said there's something in the air, isn't there? It's like every week. I think every week constitutes there's something wrong with us. I don't know, but I I I, I feel like a lot of people are sharing 
the vibes. Yeah, but that's just I don't know. I haven't seen loads of people. It's darker and colder. So you think this is just regular? There is no, but I think it's regular seasonal change. Okay, I don't know. I feel I think this is the most the bleakest I've found current affairs. Weirdly, because everything I think this is like a I think now people are more depressed about the news. Weirdly, because COVID. Well, no, COVID and uh, Ukraine. There was a bit of you know drama, drama, excitement. It was a scope. It was a constantly changing story so it was almost too hard to even think about how you felt about it yeah but and even brexit well i was about to mention brexit because i think part of those i I agree and then i think because of all those stuff is a lot well ukraine hasn't blown over but it's become part and parcel of the news yeah and covid's done and now there's not like a global excuse to be that we're well it's just covid it'll be over it'll be fine yeah there's there's no global it's like a global pandemic to say we're fucking it it's yeah. just now we are, we are fucking it, and <laughs> yeah. the return. There's a return of the Brexit narrative because mm. now it, Brexit went out of everyone's minds yeah. because it was like it's COVID. What are you going to do? Yeah. And now that that's finished, and we are, do you know? So we're the only country in the in Europe yeah. that didn't grow, like their economy didn't grow after like COVID. Yeah. We're the only country that's in the recession. Yeah. That's probably because of Brexit. Yeah. So now everyone's like, oh, yeah. I think it was just all the things, it almost felt like all the stuff you've been putting off all comes back to, yeah. you know. It was like the COVID we'll deal was with a holiday. Brexit. Well, yeah. <laughs> in some mental, and it, it was in a way, it was a, a kind of dissonance from normal life. Yeah. And then suddenly we're right back in it. Yeah, right back in it. And now, ba- I think the, the, the real pang is that you can see this stretching out. In the way that the pandemic, it felt like there's going to be an end point. This, it's kind of like. Oh, this is just us. This is just what yeah. it is now. Um, a series think, of calamities yeah and it's just the, all those news stories with like I don't know politicians who I guess should be of anyone are going to be the most optimistic saying it's going to be really tough for the next yeah. three years well it's like the <laughs> yeah. well, it's, it's like the most optimistic yeah. people are going it's going to be really shit well it's like the post 2008 financial crisis talks yeah. because yeah. we're going back into austerity basically yeah, yeah. Yeah. but it's mental because that is because of us. Like they can't, they haven't been able to really justify it on the pandemic, no. which you've got a golden ticket as a politician. If you like the economy's doing badly, be like, yeah, well, we just had to be in our houses yeah. all the time, yeah. like a couple of years ago. Of course that's going to happen. But no one has been hit as hard as we have because we had Liz Truss in for a bit. Yeah, so and even because Liz, we split yeah. from the EU. And even the Liz Truss thing was exciting and fun and silly. Oh yeah, that was fun. But yeah. now it's past. When I think we've had our fun. <laughs> we've had our cake <laughs> yeah. and we're not allowed to eat it. No. Or everything, what's the phrase? Like everything's come back to us. Yeah. What well, goes around, no, not really. I don't know. Yeah. We're, we're, we've spent too long frolicking in meadows yeah. of insanity. Well, it's almost all... And now it's the bleak consequences that aren't that fun. The reason why these are all all those things were funny was because of the potential consequences. Mm. And now and here we, we are. We just got the consequences. Here you know, we are. Liz Truss fucking it was hilarious and in this, the time. And the consequences this... aren't as funny. <laughs> no, really. It's just essentially just quite sad. <laughs> Um, but I definitely felt like a real pang of like, yeah. um, and I just maybe it's in the end. I think that's that adds to it. I, I think so certainly too. just the the, the vibes. Um, and I, don't, I don't think people quite know, but I don't. Know, it's really hard to know how much is a collective conscious and how much is just a personal experience. You know, I, I feel there's like a just. I think people don't quite know. So it's just like uncertain. People don't really know what they 
Yeah. What's all for at the minute? I think I think it's the seasonal depression thing that comes for almost sure. But com- I mean, yeah, I but hold on. Else. I think it's a seasonal yeah. depression thing that comes for for almost everyone, and those are those slight feelings. But then with there's nothing really to look forward to or to to look at well in the state of the country or anything. So those things are just exacerbated. Yeah. So you kind of have a bit of both. You're always going to feel a bit like this, but now that everything's gone to shit and we can't turn the heating <laughs> on because it's too expensive. <laughs> I think when you can't turn the heating yeah. on because it's too expensive, that, that really would add to seasonal depression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm sad because it's dark and cold yeah. and I'm even sadder because I can't turn the heating on yeah. in my house. Yeah. There's I'm, no alleviation. The thing that I have enjoyed over the last four years is I, I do feel a lot more connected to historical time periods. You know, now, you know, things like plagues and stuff like that, when you'd read read about mm. them, they'd be so like almost me- mythical. Yeah. Like something that happens in the Bible or something. But yeah. now I'm like, I can sort of, I, I can get, understand. I get I can what understand. the plague was like. I can, <laughs> I can see it, yeah. I can understand, yeah. you know, staying indoors, not knowing what's going to happen, you know, listening to politicians. Like yeah. we've yeah. experienced like we a have. truly historical thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's always an anticlimax, you feel, because whenever I like, whenever when you I read, read it, about it, it's just like that's all you read about. So you just think the people in the time period are only thinking of that, yeah. and that's their only experience. No, they're thinking about gruel. They're thinking about gruel and mud. <laughs> gruel and mud. They are. Um, but then when you actually live it, it's like that's obviously a big. It's kind of an atmosphere, but you never actually. You don't think about it loads. Yeah. Russia, Ukraine, you can't. Russia, Ukraine. Uh, you know, there's a lot yeah. of nostalgia for World War Two, and then they're still. They're over the same places like, that World War Two happened. There's, yeah, there's fights Cold going War on. kind of esque things. Yeah. It, it reeks of it's more Cold War. So now I could sort of see what that might look like, you know. So if this winter of darkness has done anything, it's made us more in relation to our historical. Ancestors. Yeah, because there must be like yeah, because people would be, would have been so chilly back in the day. The thing that you're right. The, <laughs> you're right. I wouldn't mind a fireplace or something. I would kill for a fireplace. I'd love a fireplace. Sure, why don't more places have fireplaces? Because you're meant to be able to afford heating. And it, is, is it bad? It's bad for the environment, right? You're chopping down trees. We are. Cho- yeah, you're chopping s- down trees. Sending smoke into the, the yeah. things. Yeah, you are chopping down trees. Um, but Burning tree wood. Is the, are the fumes bad on burning tree wood? Presume so. It's fumes, isn't it? It's yeah. not, it's it's not, it's not just any fumes. Like vapor it's natural, isn't bad. Yeah. Wait, vape isn't bad. Isn't vapor isn't bad. Vapor, like water vapor. Okay, but vaping. I don't know about vaping. Is vaping bad for the environment? That's a great question. <laughs> it's a great question. Little chimneys walking around all day. Or you're heating up oil. Yeah, I'm sure. Or like it's kind but it's of not thick, I don't know. It's it feels like it's not thick enough and there's not enough vapors to make a significant impact, but what well, was smoking bad for it, surely? Do you have any friends in the vape community? None that would care to be known. <laughs> Do you have any? Because you've been a a a, a long time proper vapor. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of the, with the coming of the five pound elf bars and the lost Marys. Sure. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel? Because I mean, there was Jewel that yeah. was there for a bit and then disappeared. Yeah. And you've stuck with that bandwagon as posers. Yeah. yeah. How do you feel about all the? What, what happens when you see them on a night out? Is it? What, what do you feel? What do you think when you see someone in an elf bar? Is there a feeling of like you're lying to yourself? Because I sometimes think that it's like, oh, it's only five pounds, it's disposable, I'll quit tomorrow. But I, every time I see you, you got one. Contempt. Yeah? Contempt. Pure contempt. Pure hatred. Yeah. Um, it's, you're bringing down the community. <laughs> because I only respect people who have a proper vape because they're like, I have a nicotine addiction, was probably smoking before, and this is my kind of in-between stopping the smoking and starting the, the sobriety of cigarettes. Yeah. When I see an elf bar, I'm like, you're just trying to have fun. Yeah. I'm not having that much fun. 
Do you think vaping isn't fun for me? It's a necessity. Do you think it's like when a Native American sees like uh, a rich white girl go to a party dressed up as a Native American? Imbalance, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but I can see not some... understanding the the pain that your people have been through. Right. Not yeah. understanding the historical context. Look, everything's a spectrum nowadays, and I'm the sure it bright comes somewhere. colors. You know, it's not much of a yeah. nod to your people's traditions or no, culture. No, there isn't. <laughs> There hasn't been much appreciation of our culture no. for a long time. Because, <laughs> and that's why when you see someone with a fat vape, yeah. you're like... And that the pro- actually, that, the problem arose recently with yeah. um, Elf Bars is because someone... I've got a fairly modest... Is that quite new? Because you used to have a marble-covered handle. Yes, you didn't so get I, it re- I break him all the time. Yeah, okay, you didn't get that re... I didn't get that re-levered. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, can, can you fix me up a bit? I'm not looking as classy. No, the... Um, a nice, there's the nicest version of it. Yes. But I, I, someone asked to use again. Yeah. I hate when people ask to use my vape because it never, really br- do. because it never brings anything good. They either go bloody hell, that's strong, <laughs> and I'm like, all right, don't ask for it then. It's not even that fucking you do, strong. You do really hate. I it, hate it because I'm I always get the same thing that, and then or they don't know how to work it, and I'll just like forget it. Yeah, but. <laughs> I brought it out, and someone was like, fucking hell, that's massive, and I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> No, this is not. I'll show you a massive vape. <laughs> Did you? No, I didn't have one on hand. <laughs> Weird thing to say. Weird thing to say with such <laughs> such confidence. But like my like my sister's boyfriend has a, a fat like a vape. Do you remember in the he's days when it was like a vape and that's yeah. when he's clouds clouds come out? Yeah, he's a connoisseur. He's a vapist. He's a connoisseur. And I, that's the problem because they think ev- the elf bars are now the normal vapes and that's the poser's vape and that's yeah. seen as normality. Whereas in reality, this is normality. <laughs> Andrew that's our <laughs> That's our vapor's <laughs> motto. Look, because also the elf bars are considerably worse for you. And I don't have any science behind it. I just have the feeling I feel in my throat the next morning. No, there's going to be a study on them and uh, they'll be like the worst thing ever or something. Don't hold your water bottle (laughs) at the bottom like that. Wag it around at me when you're making a point about vapes. There's going to be some article or some shit. But yeah, I have always, I mean, I am verging on a level of hypocrisy, I suppose, because I was... I took took this up at the very end of uni because I was like, I need to stop smoking, so I'll start vaping because it's better, isn't it? it Who knows? Is. Well, I used to agree with you, but and I don't, I don't want to, you know, uh, cast aspersions on your community, your some, culture, yeah. be your very lifestyle, ca- be very your careful. life expectancy, or every right. life choice you've ever made. Of course. But I'm just like to reconsider whether it is healthier than well, cigarettes. Right, and you're just, is that just you in your room not reading anything? No, excuse me. <laughs> I'm just going to reconsider that, actually. How do you know I haven't been reading <laughs> I actually read my first eight pages yesterday for the first time in a long time. Did you? Which is a big... It was a step on the road to recovery. Well, uh, I think... It's because I got defeated in Civ uh, 6. Uh, Are you saying your eight pages were on Civ no, 6? No, no, no. It's like a scroll from your subjects. I, and thank God I got... I was mercifully defeated on Civ Six because that means I thought you would have gone again. Yeah, but it means that I can at least put that game away yeah. for another year. Well, until next winter, sure. Until it gets bleak again, <laughs> and then it's time. It's funny, I've picked up a game. Which game? Um, it's a it's the next version of the other game I was playing. You know, when you're the captain. Well, like, no, no. Is it an SAS? Is it like um... kind of? Yeah. <laughs> when you're like the captain of the squad. <laughs> and it. let's. I I right. I nearly do. Yeah. I nearly do. But wait, finish your point because we can talk about um, this. 
Yeah, so I, I was playing Civ Six and I was going on the hardest difficulty. And to be honest, I was absolutely crushing them. But as you know, uh, there's many different ways to win. Absolutely. And I'm going by just destroying each city methodically. Which surprises me about how you... I know we spoke about yeah. a lot about this on the Patreon, but how you can maintain any level of interest no, by true. just dominating on the same well, thing. Th- well, it's, it's a bit like playing FIFA on Amateur. The, di- the difficult... Because of the difficulty settings, is actually quite hard. So I like the challenge. And right. I like approaching a thriving new empire sure. that has certain, often things I don't have. Yeah. Sometimes even technology that's better than mine, better things. And I'm like, how could I possibly yeah. overcome this? You know? Right. So, um, but, but you're still militarily overcoming them rather than... Yeah. Well, it's, it's, you're not yeah. trying to beat them in the space race. Well, so this is how I lost. So I was spending so much time wading my way through these empires. Yeah. Uh, and then- Wading is a polite term. I think it's more <laughs> destroying. Yeah. Or- um, and... Stomping. There's a to win the science victory, which is a different way to win. You you win the space race, so you get. Oh, you, is that the you, win? No, that's one of the ways you can win, which is that you colonize Mars and then you win. Um, Fair enough. And so you get news. You get news when each um, civilization is at the three major steps of it. So like, uh, builds a spaceport, launches the Mars satellite. And then there's the third one. If they do that, they win. Right. So with me, because it's on high difficulty, everyone, it's like ridiculous how quick they're they going are. high. Yeah. I'm just trying to destroy the civilization. I've got no, nowhere near that sort of. So you win by uh, conquering every civilization's capital, and there's like 12. in the world. Yeah, just getting every single one. Right. Um, and I had like seven. Could I, you not do that quite quick? I'm sure they I could have. That's what I, my mistake. Thank right. you for bringing that up. That's all because right. I was so busy trying to do a, a total wipeout where you get a little cutscene with their emperor going, Gah! Oh, you get cutscenes? Yeah, yeah, so that's... I think I, I was chasing after the, the satisfaction of the cut... Because you often get cutscenes with people yeah. disparaging you. you know, they'll, they'll always call me a warmonger. Uh, they'll, always, they, they'll, they'll say, you've got no culture, I'm swine. Mm. And, so, and it's that same person in that cutscene. Yeah. So I'm often chasing after the feeling of wiping out every single one of their cities and having them yeah. saying, God damn it. Oh, bloody hell. Yeah. Uh, where I should have so just... So you want to look them in the eye and take yeah, their capital. Where I should have literally just done a blitzkrieg and uh, smashed all the capitals. Yeah. What's funny is, is that you can keep up to date with how far people are in the space race. And because all these countries, if you leave them for like a second, they're... They're fucking yeah. trying to colonize Mars. So I'm just, I've got this war machine that's destroyed the civilization. Then I hear, oh my God, Japan is launching. And then yeah, you're trying to quickly try get over to Japan. And destroy everything they got. And it's like. But then one rocket just takes <laughs> off. What was happening is I was, I was, Japan had colonized the whole of South America. And I was just working my way through just desperately trying to get yeah. to the capital and i'd like destroyed like three cities osaka you know it's so funny and just... then i was getting there and then he launched the rocket and they won i was like no so it meant it end, end of my game early but thank god because that game really is not good for my headspace Sorry, something the, the the amount of podcasts we started with there's something in the air and then <laughs> all you have to talk about is civilization six in detail <laughs> yeah of what's going on yeah, but yeah. then you said you read eight pages well, because it finished it's a... early and i've I, you know I've known that I, what I need to get myself in a better headspace is I need to exercise and I need to read. And the problem with my exercise thing is I only really want to play football on Sundays. Yeah. But there's so many people trying to play football on Sundays. If it's you're not nightmare. quick enough with the ins. Which is start a five-a-side team. Yeah, something like that. Something regular that I can rely on. Which means that I'll so often just have my 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 weekly exercise is just yeah. gone. Yeah. Um, and we so, should start a five-a-side team. Sure. We're going to have to do it without Adam because yeah. we tried. We would be playing regularly if he said yes. 
for sure. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the winter times is also is is, is a gaming time, I presume. Um, just because I have, so it's. Uh, remember, I played that one where I was the yes, the squad yeah. leader. Was it around Colombia or something? It was around Bolivia, <laughs> um, and we were taking down the Bolivian drug cartel. <laughs> yeah. I guess the sister of the Mexican drug cartel. Sure, sure, sure. But sure. they were doing some bad things. Yeah, it was um, on the same trail. On the same, yeah. Yeah. Um, but then, so I got the new one because I had, um, I had like a weekend to kill. Oh, so it's the same series. Same series because I like that. It's Tom Clancy. Yeah. Do you know who's like? He does those games, but he also does films. Is it sort Tom Clancy? Is it sort of like Tony Hawk? No. You know Tony Hawk's skate game where it's just he's like the figurehead of it. No. Is it like Tom Clancy with a gun? Like. No, I don't think Tom <laughs> Clancy's ex army or anything. Oh. I think he's just he he's done movies. I think he movies, film productions. <laughs> he's done pictures, but he I think he's. Because he's he's written like films and are like army films. Maybe he was ex army. He must have something. But he don't, he's you don't loser. see his face once. It's just they say Tom Clancy because well, he, it's, he's, he's otherwise people will be out to get him. He's clearly got secrets. Right. So he keeps his face hidden, but then becomes a very successful, <laughs> very public gaming yeah, figure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hide and play every sight. Time, yeah. Every time you see him, he's got his face blurred out and his voice. It is, a, it is about ghosts. Yeah. That's our battalion's name. If it's a battalion, As you could call it that. I'm not sure you could. Um, <laughs> <laughs> very under the under the radar stuff yeah. um, but this one is Literally. actually really in, I, I'm staying in this one for the story it's, oh yeah it's fun and you love a you love a story I take it I'm the opposite of you yeah so when you if I was doing Civilization 6 I'd really try and become you know the most hot the most kind of well-rounded cultural place so I would try and make alliances oh interesting I would play it how I'd play I if I can't take a game seriously I can't play sure. it sure yeah, yeah I don't, definitely because definitely. I don't like Mod like Call of Duty career modes back in the day. There was only one I liked, and that was the original Modern Warfare. Yeah, um, but I don't like it when it's unrealistic. When I was like, I would have died by now. I would have absolutely died by now because when uh, it's just shots coming in from anywhere and you get like shot four times, you and can't it's come. like <gasps> I can't come <laughs> because then it's like it's coming from everywhere and it's like there's no strategy. There's no you. Can't, I can't put myself in the narrative yeah, of the yeah. game. Whereas with this one, I firmly believe I'm a highly skilled <laughs> SAS agent. <laughs> I firmly believe it the, the, because the, there's strategy involved. Yeah. It's not just shoot you just around. Love strategy. I love strategy. You love strategy. So I love strategy. It's great <laughs> because then I. It's like so basically, and the the thing is, yeah, you you're you're on a mission with the ghosts, and then you're in a helicopter, and they shoot it down. Someone shoots it down. You don't know why. It's over this kind of mysterious Pacific island. Um, you then crash crash there, and then someone, um, all of a few, most of your team are killed, other than a few of them, and yeah. then someone drags. So you get you set out a distress call, and someone takes you to this place, and it's like basically this island was taken over by a, a American corporation. Oh no, Americans fun. No, but I don't mean R. <laughs> I mean bloody capitalism. Mm. Here's you. Trying Tell to me about <laughs> it. You haven't had the first of the Hero show. They are doing some pretty <laughs> awful things. <laughs> So I bet you were like, good to try and get out of this capitalist hellhole. And, and then, then oh, oh. straight back in. But, but what you're doing is you're rebelling against the capitalist hellhole. One body at a time. <laughs> um, so they, you, get to, you get taken back to this cave. And basically it's this island and there's like indigenous people, but they're Americans. So they're just, it's like near America, this island, but it's a fake island. Um, they're homesteaders. Um, but basically this company came 
to take over to, to was contracted by the US government to make military technology. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that, but then they started going bad because there was a terrorist attack on it. So they got a security team in, um, like a military security team in, who then came over and are basically taken over and are using their technology for some pretty bad shit. So they call in the ghosts. No, but the ghosts were just looking out for something, something else. Okay. So I'm ro- I'm rogue at the moment. I've got no contact with. You've got no. I've got no contact with America. It's just you and your own. It's just me and Do my. You not have a team? It's me and my three crack team. Oh, you got a team. You got. A yeah, team. the best. You need a team. The best of the biz. I feel that you enjoyed the team. Oh, so much more <laughs> because what you do, it's like it's so much more fun than going around by yourself. It's one yeah. being in charge of people. Yes, but it's also it's like strategy, and you're like, you go over there, you do that, and then we'll do that, and then it works yeah. because it, the whole thing is bit like sexy bit sexy bit fit my <laughs> the guy my avatar is fit i've yeah. made him look hot really yeah. so you're not playing around you're not oh no there's no reality it's not a, a 10 foot black guy with pink dreadlocks no fuck <laughs> no i never do that in any because the only and I, as i said i played it sporadically but the only other game i used to play consistently like i used to play consistently back in the day would be fifa and i would You'd always be a pro i do a pro mode because it's realistic <laughs> It's realistic and it's harder. It's like, why would I play when I, I, cause if you do the whole team, it's like win any fucking game. Yeah. I went up to the highest one. I was like, you can, I can still win any game. You want to be let down with your teammates. You want to be let down. Cause then you have some fucking drama. I've lost so many games that have pissed yeah. me off, but that yeah. kept me going because yeah. then when you do win, you feel something. Yeah. I'm in search of that feeling. And that has to be because of the AI's inability to play the game. It can't all be on me. Otherwise That's it's too that easy. Is, that is the problem with AI. I do often find that I'm finding that, Sometimes I, I leave with civilization, I'll leave something over and I'll be like, it's so clear what I'm going to do. And I'm like, yeah. I just, I, I was like, I wish you'd used, I'd wish you, I wish you'd yeah. fucked me just wish so I'd have something. That's, exactly. that's what becomes boring. Yeah. Even on the top difficulty, it's like, yes. I'm wide open. You could have just done this. My yeah. weaknesses are so clear. No, I, I agree. And that's a good thing about this game because it's also, you can go, you can do, there's loads of different ways, but it's like a massive open map and you've, you're basically trying to take the corporation down. But you go and do different things. However, so I have that and I think I've played it once every two weeks for a couple of hours and, yeah. it's, and it's great. I might play it tonight actually now I've spoken about it. But I have been These reading, uh, this, they've gone, yeah. I've now thought <laughs> about my memories. evening. I've got salmon for tea, I've got ah, that on the box, I'm ah, good. Ah, <laughs> PTSD from the... It's not. I don't give any mercy. <coughs> I'm sure a couple that's of civilians. That's one thing that's the same. Oh yeah. No mercy. Oh yeah. It's if, really, the, yeah. if the AI is going to be that shit, then they, there's an absolutely no. Yeah. Mercy. Because there's an option when you have to find out intel to go and in, like you go and interrogate the enemy. So you go and find them, interrogate them. Do you then, have options? Yeah. Well, you yeah. And but the last option is knock them out because they want to give your character some more compass. I always knock them out and shoot them. Always. Always. Because I'm like this guy. He's the fucking enemy. <laughs> What do you think is going to happen? He's going to go and tell someone else. No chance. Done. And then the butterfly, butterfly effect of that decision yeah. causes everything to collapse. <laughs> causes everything to collapse. They're like, no one does that in the game. But I have also been reading a good amount. And then I. Still Wodehouse? No, I've done some different things now. Are you asking what? Yes. Uh, Fahrenheit 451. Oh, yeah. Is that good? Yeah, great. Oh. Nice and short because it was like. Oh, that I sounds like my kind of thing. Yeah. Is that, <laughs> I couldn't take too much of it. It's really well written, but it's also a bit like this is, is one of those. He's one of those writers that writes in paragraphs with no full stop sometimes. Um, Fahrenheit 45. What's the fucking one by Kurt Vonnegut? Um, yeah, I always get those confused. Yeah, um, Catch 22, Fahrenheit, Fahrenheit 451. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's and, the one about the bombers. Yeah, it's the one about no, aliens no, no, and World War II. What? Aliens and World 
Aliens and World War Two. It's an insane book. No, it's not. Fa- yeah, I get confused between Fahrenheit four five one and Slaughterhouse Five. Slaughterhouse Five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's because they they got numbers. It's better than Slaughterhouse Five, I found. Do you think? I, I loved it. Slaughterhouse Five. I liked it, but I didn't love it. Love it. Okay, but I'd read that. But no, I, well, you should read Wodehouse. He's yeah. fucking brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I believe. We take you. one of my books and read that. I, I will. I will. Okay. Yeah. But that I've done. Yeah, that and then I'm doing three men in a boat, and it's just a. I've is just, it a romp? It's a romp at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like it's just funny. I've I looked up like the best. Are you doing simultaneous reading? Uh no, you're not on that. Yeah. No, I because I used to do like a novel. real readers are like they're like hard. Well, they're going heavy and light because well, I used so to much. do a novel and a nonfiction. Yeah, but I don't really want to read nonfiction because I'm not. I don't take it up the chutney. <laughs> That's, See, that's interesting because at the moment I'm only reading non-fiction. So that's Why incredibly is, rude. Well, well, well naturally. <laughs> Implying that I take it up the chutney. <laughs> well, pr- pr- proves the point, doesn't it? No, the but I can't. proves the rule. I think it's about what you use really for. exception proves the rule. So you're the only person who reads non-fiction <laughs> who doesn't take up the chutney. Is that what Which you're saying? Which proves that people do. <laughs> you tell yourself whatever you need the to. The exception proves, proves the rule. The rule. Um, but I don't. It depends what you bang. want. Go on. I thought that was the exception for a minute. <laughs> but I think this because I find it's so much it's it's nice and it can Sorry. Did you get Ignor- it? Just ignore that. Ignore when yeah. I clap. It's hard. Aggressively. It can be hard. Yeah. Um I find it's really you feel a lot more smug in yourself when you read nonfiction or like a like Okay, interesting. That's a, that, this is something I'd, this this is what I I was interested in because I always I felt insecure about people reading novels really? I, because I'm reading non-fiction I guess well but maybe the, the grass is always greener <laughs> <laughs> that I believe in fairness you wrote a play about this yeah um, I believe that's the most true saying on the planet the grass is always greener I did write a play about that yeah. I agree yeah, yeah. I agree I thought that a lot actually yeah. I thought it so much I, but I now I, entirely I agree it, was so it much. wasn't from seeing your play <laughs> I, I thought that so much that I wrote a play. That's how much I thought that. Yeah. That's a lot. It's a lot. That to... means you think it a lot. It's a lot of words. <laughs> it's a lot of words. You must really think that. Yeah, you, you must. write a play about something, you must really. But I, it is. It's the truth. <laughs> I think in every context it's the truth. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I for me, it's like I feel more smug when I'm right, reading a kind of nonfiction thing. It can be like a, like an academic book or whatever. Then you're like, oh, I'm re-, every word you're like, I'm learning something. Whereas a novel you're kind of taking, it's a bit more um, vague exactly what you're learning. Yeah. Although there's an incredible amount to be learned from them anyway. But it's so much more easy to lose. Like the, uh, the best bit of reading is where you actually lose yourself. And you don't, you're not. There's no. You're not really thinking about the act of reading. It's just happening. Yeah. And that's when we like top ten graphs stats. <laughs> yeah. Bang on. <laughs> top trump. But that's car production in 2005. Just like wow. I can't believe they did that. <laughs> so you prefer you'd prefer to do how like uh, you prefer car production in Japan in the 1950s. I don't know where I'm at. I've, I I I'm not. It's, I'm not really. My opinion doesn't really. I don't really value my opinion much in this. I think it's good it's, for a podcast. <laughs> don't listen to me. I'm pathetic. I'm, I'm useless. I think it's just at the moment I can't deal with narratives too much. Why not? Well, something that I'm struggling with. You've been struggling for this for a while. I've been a lot. And, it, and I think you need to get over no, it. No, I do. I do. Um, I th- so at the, I was reading the new Silk Roads, which is the carry on from the old Silk Roads, which is that's my jam. Because to, be to be honest, to be honest, I feel that is. 
that I find that very gripping narrative wise, but it is just the whole history of time. So it's a big, it's a big scale. And I do like the fact that things actually happen really. That's really thrilling. I guess it's the same with the, like the feeling of it. I like artistry subtext, but I often get that from other things like film. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. It? Yeah. Yeah. So I TV. often find, yeah, and I'm getting it through other means where I don't, sure. it's not, because I'm so shit at reading, it's not as behind so much. Are you a slow reader or a quick? Slow. Well, yeah. I, I just, I just, literally what happens is it, it's ridiculous. If I'm reading a book I'm enjoying, hmm. first two pages, my mind is gone. I'm immediately like, and then I'm, and then I want to write a book, then yeah, I'm going to yeah, yeah, be yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm, like, then I'm going to do this. I'll, I'll read like a page yeah. and I'll be like, right. Here it is. <laughs> I think reading has affects a lot of people because it is. <laughs> But like, Maybe I only read ten pages of a book, and I'll be like, I can't even, I can't even read anymore because I'm so, I've got it, I got it. That's why <laughs> when at a uni, when I'd always get gassed about readings, which I hadn't even read. Oh my god, and it was I'd, I'd b barely read those it readings was frankly as well. Pathetic. I'd read it. It's like a couple of bullet points. I'm like, what? The amount of the amount of what? the amount of reading I had to do for history and politics, and yeah. then I'll be I'll be in there at my desk or something. It'll be at the end of the it'll be at the end of the day or something. I'll be relaxing. And you yeah. just literally burst in. <laughs> I've read a page of something, <laughs> and it will change your world. Yeah. And, I, and it was just the oh, everything you read, you were dazzled by. Which you have a little similarity in everything you cook, you're dazzled by yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, it's true. Couldn't believe it. Can't believe it. Can't believe I, it. I honestly can't believe it. Um, and it's also because I don't fully understand the reading. Often when people explain to me what it is, I'm like, oh, that's not as good. That's not, I preferred what I was. You preferred <laughs> the imagined thing that you've created. Because <laughs> I have the same thing also when someone's telling a story and I know how it ends, I'll, I'm like, and I feel like I'll read a book and I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's get to yeah, that come, point. Yeah, come, come, come. I know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bang, bang, bang. Then you know, yeah. And I feel but it's not so much as knowing where it gets to, it's how you get there. Getting, yes, it's true. Um, so I, I was reading The New Silk Roads, which I think those two books especially, so The Silk Roads was like just uh, charting the whole history of the world via reframing it as Central Asia being the centre yeah. of the world. Um, and basically, actually what it does is charts when the centre of power shifts at each time. Yeah. So, you know... It moved to the Islamic world, pre-Crusades, after yeah. the Romans, and then it does the rise. Baghdad was like the most scientific city in the world. The fall, and it constantly shifts around. It moved to from Southern Europe, Spain, then it moves up to Britain and Netherlands, and then it moves to America. Mm. And now, because we literally are on the precipice of the shift, yeah. that's why to China, to China. But it's it's going to be different because America post World War Two was. The complete had fifty percent of the world's GDP, uh, though it didn't have a co uh, yeah. colonial so empire. It's not be it had clear a split. It had soft power. It, it was the most powerful the country's ever been, ever. Yeah. And after Britain, <clears throat> which was the biggest empire ever, I don't think you're going to have that again. It's now no. fragmented, yeah. which is what's so interesting and what's so different. And that's why I think all the conversations about the Qatar World Cup I found so interesting. Um, and confusing. Is this a segue? This is a segue. Holy this is a, shit. I think that's the first segue we've done in a year. <laughs> uh, what I find about the Qatar World Cup, which um, there's a lot of debates around it. <laughs> that was a great segue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bravo. Um, th th 
you know, there's there's so many debates around the Qatar World Cup, but I, I'm finding it very interesting and confusing because a lot of things I feel I used to be sure about um, now that the globality, that my sexuality, yeah. now the, the global the World order Cup always confuses you. It always, always, I always don't know which side I'm on. Yeah. Um, now that the global order has been reshuffled. I think it's raising a lot of very interesting questions, and I think even just seeing the rise of different ideologies on TikTok and things like that, I think there's a real shift. Basically, it feels like the end of liberalism as the dominant ideology or the beginning of the end. Yeah. And you're seeing that all... Do you mean social liberalism? Yeah. Well, the, it feels... Why I found the, the, the kind of... The conflict with the idea of the gay rights in Qatar, which is obviously, especially if you're part of the LGBT community, I can understand why upsetting must be knowing there's even yeah. a country out there that despises your existence because of who you are. But it is such an interesting um, sort of kink in liberalism. And I basically, I thought this like three or four years ago, I was like, when I realised that the liberalism was basically, had reached its end point, was, do you remember when there was that controversy of that Muslim family who wanted, didn't want their kids being told about homosexuality in school. Uh, I can't remember specifically. So there was but... like this controversy, which I was fascinated with at the time, where um, this Muslim family didn't want their child- I was just gonna repeat what you said, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Learning about yeah, homosexuality yeah, yeah. at school. And it was like, it was such a interesting debate because I feel the British liberals didn't really know how to deal with it. Yeah. Because it was about protecting cultures and allowing people to be open and have religious freedom and believe what they believe in which is the foundation of their beliefs yeah but once that starts negating with their other beliefs which is um yeah. sexuality freedom then it becomes a really hard absolutely yeah and i find that's basically the 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 contra the pure contradictions that's bringing down the collapse of it and it's like what's great about liberalism it is limited and it's also revealing that mm. it's a kind of ideology that doesn't really believe in anything properly yeah and it's something I've been thinking for but a I'll while. Take the, I'll take the devil's advocate sure. side. Is, is that in liberalism, they've attempted to define certain immovable boundaries within it by doing broad human rights. Yeah. So you can have, it, you can have religious diversity and some diversity in beliefs of things where there are some beliefs that are encroachable, like the ability to express yourself, your expression of sexuality. Yeah. No, I agree. And that's what... <clears throat> So I think the question then becomes, do you think it's right to subvert religious beliefs for human rights? Well, I definitely but then think again, in who this came country, up with human rights? It's, yeah, it's, exactly. And it's so such huge amounts of countries in the world have what I consider incredibly homophobic laws. Loads of countries. It's not just the Middle East. Yeah. But it does raise the question when we come from a different ideological tradition <clears throat> where it's just grown in a very different way, it yeah. is also very hard to then put that on other cultures. You yeah. Know? Even our view of feminism, like that's so, it's come from such a different point as the yeah. Islamic world where it's, it, it, it's very Is it putting it on another culture or is it saying we don't find accept it acceptable that you have those beliefs? <coughs> I know they're similar, but they're actually, a, they're a little bit different. Because if we take it into the World Cup being allowed to be yeah. in Qatar, it's not saying you have to change. It's not like a UN or the UN going, if you don't change, you're out. They're not in the UN though. Or are they? I don't know. They're, everyone's in the UN. Not everyone. <coughs> Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. 
But it's not saying, yeah, you you can't be part of this club unless you change that. It's it's, it's but like, it is. But is there not something about it? Is in a way <laughs> because I I agree with you, and I agree it's not like there's there's a lot of difficulties that you find in forcing ideals upon somewhere that is completely different, has a completely set of values. But then something like gay rights is such a clear value that we should believe in. Yeah, and so for me, it shouldn't be we shouldn't really think about it in that way. It should be, well, we should stand up for those beliefs. Yeah. And so I think, there is, I think there is a strong argument in all of it because it, 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 we could either say, you can either go down the route, I'm not saying you're going down this route, but you could go down the route of, are oh, they a different culture, whatever. Or we can say, actually, we think what they're doing is bad and we believe that this is right. True. but So that's almost like a free kind of debate that can happen between countries. What I've seen is... <clears throat> It's weirdly similar to the Russia-Ukraine where the cracks are forming in <coughs> the U United States dominance. They're definitely not there. The United States is still the most dominant. The West is still the most dominant. But it's the beginning of the end, in my opinion. If you look at the thing is because I think it's important to separate economically and culturally. Intertwined. They're both intertwined. They are intertwined, but yeah. still cult cult like economically, it's wavering a lot. Culturally, they're still, still massively dominant. But the dominant. end is coming. Do you think culturally as well, though? Definitely. It's coming. We interrupt this um, broadcast in-depth conversation about um, global politics, his to, to, history and future to talk about bookmarks. If you care about uh, gay rights, human rights, then you have to buy a bookmark. You don't see bookmark boys in Qatar. Exactly. They've boycotted Qatar. they boycotted Qatar. Because they believe in these fundamental rights. But it's rights. also the exclusive and official symbol of global human rights is a bookmark. It is. Uh, and to not wear it is now an active sign of a political allegiance against human rights uh, and gay rights. It is. Why? I, every time I see someone walking down the street without a bookmark boy... I assume... Why are you so homophobic? Exactly. What have you got against migrant workers? <laughs> it's true. Gay pride is a tough day. They're the new pins. <laughs> so I'm instead shouting of shouting at a float. <laughs> they're, the new, they're the new pins. So you don't, like, instead of putting poppies or whatever on your shirt, you, you carry yeah, a bookmark. still a bookmark. Are you anti-homophobia? Get yourself a bookmark. Are you pro-migrant workers? Get yourself a bookmark. Be careful, though, because half of these bookmarks are anti-gay rights. The majority so. of them are racist. <laughs> so pick, pick wisely within them. Pick wisely, because either or. It doesn't say which one. You have to try and work that out for yourself. Yeah, um, but broadly, broadly, they're a force for good. <laughs> but if you don't have one half of these bookmarks, then... Yeah. It's then, yeah. It's a tough, it's a tight road to walk, yeah. but you'll do great. This sort of liberalism, you know, something that China certainly doesn't believe in, this Western liberalism, that's a huge country with its own traditions and its own history and its ho whole new yeah. worldview, views a lot of things the West has done as terrible, you know. Yeah. And I think that shift is really interesting because basically the West is going to win this argument in many ways in my opinion, yeah. right now, in the way that the West is going to win the Ukraine war, yeah, um, the, the trade sanctions, all of that stuff will eventually, in the short term, Russia will lose that, will be crippled because of it. Depends what we mean by lose as well. Like, yeah. yeah, in my but opinion. Yes, yes. And also um, Qatar, though they won't lose the World Cup, uh, oh, they the, will. The, bad, yeah. the bad press has basically spoiled the party so much. For, the whole reason they've done this is a PR move. So, oh, yeah. So the fact that the West 
BBC liberals, which is where Britain still has a lot of power. We, we, Qatar owns half of London, whatever. It yes. owns, we don't own any of these assets. What we have is Gary Lineker and the BBC saying, tut, tut, tut. Yeah, That's yeah. the power that Britain still has and it's using it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is what I find interesting. I'm, this is kind of moving well, away from the- Let's stick on the, this the, the get, go back. But, but I think it's linked. Yeah, I was, I was so linked. But yeah, fine, we'll do both. Um, and so I, I think though, in this case, will basically ruin Qatar's 200 billion World Cup yeah. through protest. I'm not saying it's like we're being naughty and like they spent loads of money on this, we're ruining it for them. But what's we're going to use everything we've got yeah. to ruin this for Qatar. Politicizing it. Politicizing it and all that sort of stuff. And it will, that's what will happen in my opinion. But in the long term, I wonder how now the power and the energy, is, like what the Silk Road says when it's all shifting, is now going back to that region. And I feel we're basically going to win this battle, but it's the sign of a war that we're losing. They're uh, so how, religious how is theocracy. It, what's the sign that we're losing it by? Where the money's going. Yeah. It's who, who, who has the money, who owns it. And that's eventually is what is only ever, that's all that's ever really been the yeah. case. And the economy will go first. The culture will linger on. Yeah. But slowly, more and more, that's why Qatar owns all these assets and they're trying to get involved with, they're trying to speed up their place on the world stage. And the West are basically trying to hold on to their assets, which are the concept of football, World Cup, the federation is English is an English game, it's a French federation, it's played mainly in Europe, that's where all these leagues are. Fucking Qatar owns Man City, It's they're buying all of these assets mm. that are Western historically. Yeah, And we're now taking a stand with certain things but that it's, it's gonna shift and so for example when biden I forgot specifically what biden did i think it was did get, have a stroke or something get getting stopping putin on some sort of financial thing where he was banned from like the dollar exchange or something like that basically using the fact that the dollar is the world's currency to financially attack russia yeah which will fuck Russia short term, but in a similar way to the Qatar thing, Russia and China are now discussing trying to find a new world currency where they're not beholden to the US. And I think it was a huge mistake yeah. using those sort the the yeah. world currency that US has. Because it shows privilege. where the power really lies, so then they'll find it elsewhere. Yeah, and it's also like if you can do this to me just because you disagree with me, then we're going to stop you having the keys to this. Yeah, but and, then how does that, because yeah. I, I get that yeah. in a kind of economic standpoint. The yeah. only thing I don't is in terms of like cultural power, sure. in terms of actually, because I can, as we were talking about earlier, it's going to be, it's not going to be as simple as a kind of a post-World War II shift to America. No, and then it's going to be fragmented. It's going to be fragmented. So I don't, because I see, I can so easily, I completely agree um, ec economics-wise, money-wise. And I agree with the whole thing that historically money has been power. Of course it has. And, and that power in terms of your cultural ideas, yeah. because it's been able to spread those ideas across the world through, you know, either conquering, uh, conquering places, invading places, occupying places or films and all the stuff that's yeah. produced through that. There's loads of different kinds of it. But I can't see, a uh, and I'll, I'll call it a regression. I can't see a regression to like the social issues like gay rights or something. That's something that even though they might, the Qataris and a lot of these kind of richer Middle Eastern countries that might have slightly less, as we would see, progressive views on these things. I don't think if they got enough money that because of the fragmented nature of the power distribution that's going to happen, I don't think that will suddenly mean that 
they're going to have a significant impact on culture. Like I, that. Think, I, I, I disagree. I actually think they will. Because if you even look at America and the way that that culture is slowly rotting, it's still yeah. the biggest culture in the world, but you see the cracks forming. But I think the rotting is important because I think the thing that they've got on us, well, they don't and they do. Well, because I think the thing that they've, any challenger to America's hegemony is a good yeah, word. Great word. It's a great word. Um, and that was one of those words that I only read at, read at uni and had, I thought it was hegemony. He, 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 hegemony. Yeah. Um, and that's why you didn't go to Oxford. That's why they um, <laughs> immediately rejected me. <laughs> I panicked in the interview. I don't know what that, fu- what was it? The amicable grant. grant. <laughs> um, 26? I don't know. Yeah. Probably sure I didn't know it at the time. I, I don't know, know still now. don't know it now. Um, but I don't think... So, yeah, the thing that they can, the thing that any challenger to America's hegemony can kind of use is, I think, the, well, it's about the decay of any kind of moral fiber in society when it's based on rampant individualism. I think the thing that we've lost growing richer and richer and growing and growing economically is a sense of kind of a community. Yes. And that's what you see with, because of income inequality is ridiculous. Yeah. Because we've organized ourselves around the principle of individualism. Whereas in more the, in like, Middle Eastern countries and also ones that are, you know, more religious. There's even though there isn't, because they're buying up these assets. This money is still a, a very important thing economically, but they have, they believe in something. They do which believe is like in a something. Weird concept, because obviously, but that's also what America, America believed in themselves. Well, they had an idea that does, to some extent, work uh, as a belief system, but it's now the reality of it setting in it's like the problem basically the problem with western liberalism is it's not enough to long term truly believe in because it's not enough to get your sink your teeth in like when basically it's a when good was, way to gain prosperity but not, not very good to share it yeah exactly and i just think it's like the, it, it doesn't really provide meaning or oh god no a community or and it has lots of benefits has yeah. been provided for the entirety of the growth of capitalism because it's about accumulation of materials yeah. and wealth and wealth gets you these things which will make give you meaning yeah whereas that's never been the case yeah so like with the when we went to when i went to bonfire night which was like a very rare traditional english yeah. parade of some sort of traditional english culture it was such a rare experience but partly because if i'm trying to think of what are our cultural celebrations they gay pride yeah like a big celebration yeah. uh notting hill carnival and yeah. gay pride is a celebration of lgbt community in this country and notting hill is a a, a, a celebration by a ca- ca- afro-caribbean diaspora is it diaspora it is diaspora. diaspora i don't think it's diaspora and it's like that's to the point where it's like those are the acceptable big celebrations in this country because the are. other ones are edl marches exactly but it's but that's a problem yeah that's because I agree. I agree. It, that is a problem that there's no traditional... But that's where, bring it back to football. Yeah. England football is a little bit like that. Yeah. As in, that's kind of the, if not... It's one of the only thing times people believe in something. Yeah, it's definitely the main ma- yeah. the main one. Yeah. It's when you see the most English people come together. Yeah. And the most English people come together. Yeah. Um, but, because I think you don't think that the culture will follow, but how I think it might is that China doesn't agree with liberalism. As in, if you look at their view on human rights, their collectivist approach to everything, it's just a very different way of looking at things. Yeah, They don't have a, the same view. And I don't think they will because they're getting to the point where there's similar development. Yeah. 
I think in the West, we had this idea that I think I'm now come to terms with is wrong, which is that it's just progression. And it's like, basically, Enlightenment's idea was, yeah. if you progress enough, you will learn what the truth is. The truth is yeah. human rights, gay and that's rights. that's because of how we view science. Yeah, we view, exactly. So philosophically, we treat it like science. But there is a truth to be uncovered. And then in China, they've gone around it a different way because they come from a completely different school of philosophy so it's just gone across different this book i was reading called how the world thinks it, it described it as like it's like you're breaking off a branch from a tree and trying to that will die on its own it all comes from one hmm. each belief system is a tree so you can't just break Which is bits the belief off. system in itself then yeah the, the so like for example the, the history of chinese belief will yeah. be one long tree same with the western same right. with Islam. yeah yeah you can't break, pick and choose bits because they're all part of You one. can't attach that branch to another tree. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so China and the Arab Gulf states, a lot of money is moving to them, a lot of assets is moving to them. Right. There's no sign that they're liberalizing. You know, the, the, the Gulf states have so just going, and I realized this when I went through Doha, mm. when I was coming back from Bali, went through Doha, which is the greatest airport in the world. Um, which is kind of the first thing you build when you're trying to build a city from scratch is make the best airport. Because Qataris own Heathrow. He, oh, and they, own, yeah. they own so much. Yeah. It's insane. It's how weird much how you can own Heathrow. It just, yeah. Strange. Football clubs. Where all does the profit come? Is it just from the things you buy? In the, I don't. I don't know. I, oh, I guess air, airlines pay yeah. you. Anyway. And so going through that and just seeing the infrastructure, how modern the money there and seeing the decaying infrastructure in the West. And it's like, that's where the money is, but also... It, what's weird about those Gulf states is they've basically got a conservative medieval ideology, yeah. which is why their views are so similar to medieval Europe, mm. on views on women, gay rights, etc. Yeah. But they've got all the money and technology, but the views are not going to change, seemingly. Right. But then, but then, but how does that then permeate into the West? Because, even if they've got more money, that's my question. Because the West is allies with Saudi Arabia because of the money, yeah, arms deals, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Even though, but so, so even you, though we know all these things that go against us. So, views. do you see a world where comprom where the power of the East, for want of a better yeah. word, will get to such an extent? The Orient, the Orient, <laughs> bongo bongo. <laughs> we get to such an extent that we're the like the West are the ones that are making kind of human rights in inverted commas compromises in order to make deals and stuff. Definitely. That's yeah. And I, I, I I just think it's, I see that as a possibility because I think you can't rule anything. Right out. now, we have the power to, you know, even though we we didn't wear the armband because of the threat of a yellow card. But like yeah. right now, we could still make all these things. We can basically ruin their party by bad PR. Yeah. But eventually, they don't seem to. If you go to these cities, Dubai, mm. Abu Dhabi, Saudi Arabia is building that line city. I, I don't think that'll ever happen. But even the thought of those concepts, that's yeah. where the future is going to be. Yeah. That's. Eventually, if you history follows, that's where the talented people, that's where the great people are going to head. Yeah, yeah. And I just think they will be the ones calling the shots in the way that so America. They'll be did. ruining our party. Yeah, and I, I, I could see that, and I think the way I could accept that would be in terms of a PR war that we'd lose. Yeah, and I guess a lot of it, I or get... it doesn't matter because we don't add the, don't add the money. Yeah, we can basically. Britain has been like this basically since World War Two, which is huffing and puffing. But yeah. not having the so we're outside the tent getting pissed on. Yeah, we yeah exactly. We don't we haven't had money to really make big money moves in the world since World War Two. Yeah. So instead, we've been like, you really shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, like that's actually. really not on actually. Yeah, and like that's what and Gary Lineker basically Gary Lineker and the BBC just sums up Britain the best. He's mm. like the figurehead for yeah, liberal yeah. Britain. He yeah. just is exactly 
which is sort of economically impotent, um, but using the history of tradition like the BBC, yeah. English football, mm. relying on the past basically to try and get those views across. Yeah. I obviously think yeah, yeah, yeah. the abuse, the but I just, uh, the homophobia in Qatar is awful. But I, I found it very tough and confusing just, just the way they talked about Qatar was patronizing and it's sometimes a little racist, I thought, in a strange way. Mm. And I just think the power's gonna shift and it's interesting that this is, we'll win the next 10, 15 years, but we'll lose the next 150. Because um, China will become bigger than the States and their ideology will be the mm. It's different one. because it's, I think part of it, I can't, and when I say I can't see it happening is like, I'm not saying it's not going to. Yeah. It's more just, there's also such a, although so much of the Western culture has been imported around the world, yeah. exported around the world, yeah. um, with Hollywood and everything. And just, you see, like you see, and that's the same with football. You see mm -hmm. so many people in where countries where there isn't like a really good established league yeah. supporting English teams. It's all English teams they'll support. And, and they'll everything. buy the teams because it's got that history. It's that copy and yeah. paste, the history and the fans and the atmosphere. Yeah but we'll have the money and we'll take the profits. Yeah, but then also, because they're buying- Almost like going but to also, Greece and seeing Athens. Yeah, it's but it's like also, I guess, it could be part of this kind of slow, gradual change because then, I mean, how would you, you buy Manchester United, but then how do you turn that into something that's Qatari? Because it would still be kind of- No, st it's still an asset in the same way par you can't, Rebuild. But then these you can't things... rebuild Paris. Mm. China tried, to be honest. But I think they... it'll be interesting because I think language is a really important thing within that as well. Yeah. Just because, it, like, you know, the majority of the people around the globe will speak a level of English. Yeah. And that's the most spoken, like, not the most spoken language, but the most known language or something. But that's, I think, because of the, when we global, when the globe globalized, yeah. Britain and America, uh, Britain and, well, Russia as well, but were in control. Yeah. So it globalized with English. Whereas, so now everyone kind of knows English. Because that's, it was the birth of globalism, it, it has like... And, and because yeah. it happened at the start. So yeah. everyone's kind of have that thing. So for also for stuff like if there was going to be this much of a cultural power change, we'd have to do it in the same language. So then everyone suddenly... It won't like, be like the... Yeah, that's what I don't... I don't predict... It will, it, China will not dominate the world. Yeah. They, they even said they don't plan to. I mean, not that you should believe anything that China says, but they said we're not we're not viewing this like the west because part of the west has a missionary ideology yeah. which is mission kind of spreading well, it's it's power dominance disguised as missionary yeah and it's it's well, just like that process of spread is it coincidence the missionary and missionary sex position no it mustn't it can't be yeah cool. it must be something, something to ponder something to ponder um so i don't think china will dominate like that but for example like hollywood films cutting out the black guy in the star wars because they're trying to make it into the china market because they only yeah, make 30 yeah. films in a year that's yeah. the beginning of if all the money's there and the money starts leaving america then yeah. you, you're, you're not calling the shots anymore but now because you need to get funded and all yeah. the best we love all the best tv and films which will still be in america for a long 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 time yeah yeah but that's <laughs> but what the money's culture there, the actors will go where the money is. <clears throat> yeah, but then you can't have like, and also, but that's where language comes in and culture yeah. is like, you can't have Brad Pitt in the the equivalent of Brad, Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. Brad Pitt's dead. He'll okay? be dead by Fucking this point. Deal with it. Yeah. You can't have Timothy Chalamet going over and acting in Chinese. Like they'll create their own stars and everything. 
But so then there's almost I can see more of an actual battle that happens yeah. rather than a rather than one taking over the other yeah. again. It's more like okay, now there's many different things, which yeah. doesn't sound awful. But then the rise, yeah, the rise of things like people like Andrew Tate is the feeling. It's all of it, and I've yeah, noticed yeah. it with Jordan Peterson at the same time. It is literally there's there's this groundswell that's coming mm. up against liberalism is just cracking at the yeah. seams all over the world. And Andrew Tate is literally almost he's a Marxist expression of the ca of the contradictions of capitalism. But he's he's also as as he even agreed with this. He says I'm, my views are basically that of an Egyptian dad. Someone commented that and he said, yeah, he's, yeah he yeah. believes what a stereotypical normal Egyptian dad thinks. But that, this is where I think the conversation shifts. And he's, 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 Andrew Tate's Muslim. Yeah, I think I knew that. So he, he keeps it quite harsh, but his beliefs are very Islamic, his views. Yes. In general. I mean, uh, cool. I mean he owns like a Wait, webcam. Wait, pause, pause for two seconds. Cool, don't matter. Just checking. I thought Firing I'd, someone. I thought I'd been fired at work. But that's where, because that's... a. The conversation we can have almost two different conversations of them, and I think that's what people often don't. That's where people can really jump into one or the other powerfully, but most of the time, people are having the moral conversation. Yeah, because we've spoken about it with a more historical lens about yeah. things, and it's talking. It's about zooming out of world events, how they've happened previously, and like a, a, a vague prediction of how they might, how they could happen, yeah. or how we think they'll happen in the future. But then what do you think about if it's, what do you think is a good thing to happen? Because we can talk about how it's, yeah, yeah. there's the likelihood of the power shifting yeah. to, to, the, to the East and, and maybe them having some sort of cultural power in the future. But then for things like gay rights, as just an yeah. example, yeah. is that a good thing? Because we can be understanding, but should we be concerned? Because also it's tough because being, I think what we peddle the line between is not being racist and being, or just being open culturally to different ways of doing life. Yeah. But also we should probably believe the things that we believe in. Well, just also we should, being open to other ways of doing life is important, but you need to have your own way of doing things. Exactly. Otherwise. And respect it. You respect the, the passion in which people believe in their traditional way of life, but there's nothing yeah. so i but think that's some, what but that's i think because yeah. it's about there should i guess it's yeah we I, can't, it's, our, our beliefs I, cannot just be gay rights and uh the rights of other people that's not a belief system yeah yeah but that's just one example that's yeah. that's the example that's been highlighted in qatar because that's the only yeah. issue because they do everything that we do and also at the threat of a yellow card they didn't wear the armband <laughs> which sounds pathetic doesn't it I mean, but part of me is like i don't i don't blame any footballer yeah and it's neither not, do I. that's that, their job I don't, but it just shows that we don't actually believe in anything yeah like the gay rights we do believe in that sure but it's not you know it's, what you could say about yeah it, muslims believe in what they believe in i don't agree with a lot of a lot of the, the things but yeah. there's a belief there and they, if there was something against Something yeah. they believed in. Yeah. You could bet your fucking ass they'd protect the yellow card. But that's but, the whole thing about performativity. Which yeah. Is the one of, time there was one... Yeah. There was, there was going to be one thing against you. Oh, no, thank you. No, thank you. We, we can't, just miss, showed Kane, it we all can't miss Kane getting a yellow. We might need him in the semis. Yeah. But that's the... I think Roy... I mean, Roy Keane said it pretty fucking well, actually. I think we were both down there watching it yeah. at half time. He, was, he sounded quite high-pitched at that point, was he? Was that when he was No, going, that's when he wasn't high-pitched. Okay. Was I like, don't know because often we'll just take the piss out. Yeah, I know. Okay. Whatever. Because he was getting really quite overworked. Yeah, at that point. but he was right because he said something along the lines about the... So Germany, 
um, didn't wear, so that none of those teams were like, well, they would have got a, um, a yellow card if they yeah. wore those armbands. But Germany in their picture, you know, they all stand and squat and look ridiculous for that Hear picture. no evil, see no evil. They did. They should have done the, <laughs> the monkey monkeys. thing, but they didn't. <laughs> um, but so they all just put their hands over their mouths yeah. like they've been silenced yeah. and to make a bit of a protest. And Powerful. everyone's going, good for you guys, good for you. And fair play to fucking Roy. He was like, if you really believe in something, just fucking do it. Yeah. And he was like, it's, it just seems like... Costs nothing. Yeah, well, that's just like, oh, a powerful statement. But that's all of this. And it's, I think, an, inst- it's like Instagram. And that's such, a, that's such activism of people who have all the power. It's like, don't actually do anything of substance. You just keep signaling that you're doing something good because in reality, you don't need to do something and good because you're winning the, the war. So compare it with the incredibly brave and moving protest by Iranians. Right, yeah. So the Germans... What did the, what's the belief there? It's the general Western view in gay rights and they don't like the gay rights abuses yeah. in Qatar, I think. Is that what it was yes, about? Yes. Or is it about migrant workers? Yeah. Just chuck both, it all in both, there. Both, both. So they got this, I'm being well, silenced. They, no, 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 it was the gay rights because I think they yeah. would, it was a rainbow, um, it was a rainbow armband. Yes. So I think it's focusing on gay, gay, rights. gay rights. So it's a belief in gay rights where there's a country that, Okay, fine. And then Iran, where their country's been torn apart by protesters, where you know they, they they blocked out the national anthem, didn't sing it because they didn't sing it. So in on Iranian state TV, yeah. they just cut to different footage. I mean, these people have risked their lives, their family because yeah, they yeah, believe yeah. in something. Yeah, there's a, but there's a genuine belief there. Yeah, and that's what I think's like. The thing is, well, is I think well, ge- genuine belief, but it's I think you can have it's. I think what you're calling a genu- genuine belief is believing in something enough to take, Strongly a, enough. To take a risk for it. And we, we don't believe in anything. We, I don't know. I just not saying that you should because it's a, a very privileged position to be in. Yeah. But it's but no, because do it's we believe a, in anything strongly enough to die for? I don't think we... No, we don't. There's nothing we believe in. No, because we're, we're, we're Kushti. Because we, we, I guess it's because That's the whole thing. It's about the fatness of power. Yeah. The fatness of wealth is what we have. But there's just nothing. There's just absolutely nothing we're died for. Yeah, but when you say dice, we only even take a yellow card for it. <laughs> yeah, because the Iranians were arguably risking their lives. I don't know, you know, I don't, I don't know enough about Iran to know if they are, but it, well, you'd it always seems feel like because it there's seems always, like they're pretty. They're not the chillest they government are, in the world. They are, but it's also there's power distributions among countries and within it. And if they killed the entire Iranian football team, yeah, that would maybe be something. Yeah. Um. We'll carry on. We can carry yeah. on parts of this conversation in the Patreon. Yeah. Um, thanks very much for listening, guys. Uh, we'll see you guys next week.